It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. And running out of practices, one more out of the way. The Buckeyes went on Friday morning. And then afterwards, the defensive back secondary reworked, revamped, and uh, rejuvenated. Yeah. Healthier unit talking today. Berm, can BIA get back to the standard? I think they can. I, I, I'm really optimistic about this group as far as where they're heading. Number one, just because they have healthy depth, which they didn't have at all last year. And, and number two, there are key pieces that aren't back yet, like Lathan Ransom and, and Josh Proctor working his way back. And Cam Brown not always uh, going 100% practice. And I, I don't think I think that's more of like a pitch count type of deal for him at this point. He doesn't love it. I don't. I wouldn't love it either because if you're a competitor, you want to be out here and go full go. But there's no point in going crazy right now when the goal for Cam Brown is to make sure he's on the field on September 2nd against Notre Dame. So, um, you know, ultimately, I think, and, and this will be a story over the next couple of years. But that that group of corners with Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, and J.K. Johnson, that trio has a chance to be really special. And I think that their success this year will tell the story ultimately of the Ohio State defense. Uh, not the safeties, I think it's the corners. Absolutely. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Byrne, because yes. you've got he's Denzel Carpenter. Burke. You've already got Denzel Burke, who's proven himself to an extent. He's, I think he still has a lot of things he can get better at, and he'll tell you that. But those other two guys are going to be the deciding factor in the future of what makes this secondary great. But in the, in the near term, you've got Cameron Brown. You've got those safeties who can help you know, alleviate some of those growing pains that Jordan Hancock and Ja'Kalen Johnson will be going through. I, I don't think there's any question that, that there will be a couple moments here or there. But when you have safety play like Ohio State can have with Tanner McAllister, with Josh Proctor eventually, with, with Cameron Martinez, Lathan Ransom, like Ronnie Hickman, all of those guys, your corner play, it, it almost makes your job a little easier as corners, not to mention the defensive line that's starting to come along. But those corners... They're going to have a lot of help in that secondary, and they're going to be able to just continue to get better and continue to progress and learn from Cameron Brown and learn from those safeties. And eventually, by November, I think you could see you know a top-of-the-line de- defensive backfield with those corners if they continue to progress. Yeah, what, what stood out to me, too, is talking to several of these guys. They think what's really going to help them, uh, it's interesting because they're learning defense, is how well the defensive line is going to play, they think, this year, how much more effective it's going to be, which actually helps their jobs. But, of course, my favorite guy to talk to today was who? Josh Proctor. Josh, Josh Proctor. Proctor. He's one, been one of my favorite players since he showed up. We haven't seen him uh, just really light it up just for a few plays, but not, not for a whole season and stuff. He's feeling very confident about his comeback situation. As he said, Stewie's brought him along. The trainer's brought him along extremely well. And, uh, man, he's just a – He's so much of a bigger player, too, physically, than he was three years ago. I'm just curious on what kind of season he's going to have if, indeed, uh, he gets back and stays healthy. I think beyond the physical development, which is obviously going to occur the longer you stay at Ohio State, the maturation process is significant for him. And just when he's walking off the field, he couldn't stop smiling. And I I don't want to make this into some touchy-feely thing, but (laughs) he went through – you know, some difficult stretches outside of just being healthy in the major injury setback and 
nothing had gone really the way he envisioned his career going. He didn't think he was going to be here for one at this point in time, but just getting on the field, finding that consistency, you know, learning everything that is to be a college student. Uh, and there weren't a lot of those huge smiles. To like I think back to being oh, yeah. in a gym in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, meeting him the first time, and like this kid was exuberant. And you could tell that the way he played was partly because of how comfortable and happy we talked about that on Wednesday player is. And the fact that he's had a full week now to sort of be out there and not do every team drill, but not have any sort of limitations on himself physically, um, you can tell how much that means to him and resonates. And if you get that version of Josh Proctor back, which again, once you removed him from the equation in week two, Ohio State wasn't going to maybe be perfect no matter what last year. There were other issues underlying it, but you know he was the linchpin that they were building everything else around in the secondary. And once that was gone, then that house of cards fell apart completely. Now you're building a new house, but Josh Proctor is going to play such a key role in that, along with Ronnie Hickman and Tanner McAllister. He's an NFL player. Yeah, I think Proctor that's pretty be, significant. Proctor will be a pillar in that new house, I do believe. Right. I think it'll you know, finally. And I know that people watching get annoyed when we go back to last year and make excuses, but when you don't have Proctor, when you don't have a healthy Cam Brown, when you don't have a healthy Seven Banks, when you things changed so quickly last year and there was not the depth behind it to fix it. And I think that for me, that's the takeaway is that this year, when we watched this week as as a guy who played started 12 games last year, Bryson Charles transferred out because he's not going to be able to get on the field here as long as these guys are healthy because there's depth and there's talent. And we watched Legend Cavazos leave because of those three sophomore cornerbacks that I mentioned earlier. Like this is a group that has a much different mentality this year. And both Cam Brown and Jordan Hancock told me that it was about just stopping stopping themselves from thinking about the end goal. Like and focus on today, get better tomorrow, get better the day after that. And I think that, I, you know, I think we both here, we've talked about it, I think we all expect that there's probably still gonna be more attrition from that safety room because we talked to six different safeties today mm -hmm. and we didn't even talk to Court Williams because he, he was running behind. So like there's seven, eight guys that are gonna play and then you add Sonny Styles to the mix in September. How do you get these guys on the field and, and, and how do you keep them happy? And really, last point I wanted to pivot to is with Josh Proctor. We watched him on Saturday at Student Appreciation Day. He was just standing back. He was 40 yards behind the defense and just watching things because that's what he's gonna be doing in that role. He doesn't need to be out here running all the drills. Josh Proctor's played a lot of football. Yep. He needs to see the field the way that Jim Knowles wants him to see it. So that's why it's important for him and Court Williams especially, I think, to, to really just be viewing things. That, that secondary is interesting to me in a sense of last year versus this year because last year once Josh Proctor goes down in the secondary especially there's almost a leadership void you know Cameron Brown was was here for a while but but he wasn't as proven as you want like one of your leaders in the secondary to be your two leaders really were on the defensive line Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison and when your leaders aren't a Haskell Garrett if you Haskell can. Garrett yeah when you're not producing at a high really really high level it becomes a little difficult as the season wears on to, to really resonate that secondary is full of proven guys now. Tanner McAllister is a proven guy who knows this defense. Josh Proctor, everyone knows what he can do and the fact that he's been here for so long, I think he carries a little bit of weight in, in a leadership aspect. Mm -hmm. Cameron Brown is now a proven leader. He's done it before. He went to, he literally fought somebody in that Michigan game. You know, he knows. <laughs> fought three people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows, you know, how some to. Backup. He yeah. knows how to lead. Cavalry. So I think that's the biggest thing is last year you had, and no offense to any of those guys who were playing last year, but Bryson Shaw had to step up and be one of the leaders of the secondary without being a proven guy. 
And I, that's just the biggest difference to me is you look out there when we're talking to six different guys today and they all have you know, 11, 12 games under their belt. They all know exactly what they need to be doing to get better. And that leadership is going to carry on to the field. Yeah, and Tanner McAllister was talking about how the other guys uh, on this defense are getting it. Uh, they're getting this new Jim Knowles approach, which bodes well. I mean, especially from a safety standpoint of how integral they are to this thing. It's crazy. And then, uh, you know, it's funny because I was I was just envisioning like Brendan White was the defensive MVP of the Rose Bowl. The next year, he, he almost didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it was the year after that. I think he ended up going to Rutgers. But uh, but he almost didn't play. And it's, it's, it's like you were talking, we were talking about this before we did our podcast the other day, is it how this kind of mirrors a lot of ways, 2018 to 2019, 2021 to 2022, is looking very similar because this defense can be I truly believe can be so much better based on what I'm seeing, based on what you're hearing. It's the spring. They're not really even playing true football yet, but uh, I, it just, I think it bodes well for this defense. To me, it reminds me of 2016, and we know what the results were for that group and the return touchdowns and the draft success they had after that. But when you went into it, you could have stood here in spring and he said, well, Marshawn Lattimore, boy, if he's healthy, he can do something that's going to be really special. And, Malik Hooker, if, yeah, he's had some bad luck. If he comes out, he's an NFL safety. And all, it was as almost as easy as putting those two guys out there. And then you had you know, Denzel Ward and, and the pieces get Garyon Conley going yeah. around them. And it was the stuff that was on the rise and you could see it bubbling. And, and obviously they still had to go out and perform once it got there. But in spring, you could say the pieces are here, the potential is there, and will that, will that translate? And there was a new system. There was some excitement about that. And they, yeah putting them in different positions and letting them thrive. And it worked. And there's no guarantee as we stand here in the middle of April that that's going to happen. You know, Cameron Brown is going to have to actually stay healthy. You know, Josh Proctor is going to have to go back and, and you know, learn a new system and, and, and play prove that he can play at that level at, at consistently and, and take that maturity and grow with it. And, and Ronnie Hickman's going to have to, you know, find that next level as a second year player. All these things are, are true that we don't have to just stand here and say they are a finished product, but no. I think the potential and the ceiling for this unit is at the level from that first group that got to actually say, this is what BIA is, and they are the ones that developed that moniker and then proved it. I think that this group can get back to that standard, but it doesn't mean that they're done right now because yeah. you still have two new position coaches and a new defensive coordinator and uncertainty about just the health, and Jordan Hancock hasn't actually gone out there and played corner in a big time game yet. J.K. Johnson hasn't done that yet. He's playing at 167 pounds as a true freshman. That's probably not a secret why he got hurt. You're not, all these things still have to develop over time. I, I think that sometimes the best barometer you need is to watch what is happening in the building. And when you see Legend Cavazos, for example, as a guy that's transferred out this week, he was playing on the outside at corner and then realize, okay, maybe my spot isn't there because yeah. there's these other guys ascending. Let me try play slot corner, the slot safety where Tanner McAllister and Cam Martinez is. And then all of a sudden it's crap. I can't get ahead <laughs> of those guys either. And when NFL athletes, NFL caliber athletes are getting it, the, 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 the switch happens very quickly. Mm -hmm. And right now, the guys that are, are leaving the program, I think, are the best indicator that something is going right with the guys that are in front of them. And that 
I know that's sort of a backwards way to look no, at it. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, that, that to me is the sign that, hey, there's a, a change happening because otherwise I think you'd see players say, hey, you know what? These guys aren't really getting it either. They're not ahead yeah. of me. They're not moving, you know, and right now there's a clear delineation. I think the other thing that, that I'm really starting to pick up on is Ryan Day, in the last two years' press conferences in the spring, I've asked him, you know, you always talk about second-year players needing to step up. It's kind of my annual question to ask him. You know, do you see the second-year guys taking that step? Well, let's look back to the 2019 recruiting class was a really small class. The 2020 class was so offense-heavy that, you know, the defensive stars in that class had to really start to develop instead of just, you know, being five-star guys. The 2021 class was absolutely loaded with defensive talent. And so the 2021 class is taking that second-year leap. And the guys who were supposed to be developmental guys in the 19 and 20 class are developing. And then they add Tanner McAllister as a transfer to come in and help alleviate yeah. a little bit of that learning curve. And you're starting to see all of those pieces come together where in the last two years, you didn't really have a second year leap from a lot of guys. You're having that this year. And it's adding not only talent and five-star prospects to becoming five-star players, but the depth around it is getting better. And that's the thing that I think I'm noticing the most along with that switch coming on in this defense and how it's progressing right now. I think, it's my, I think what stands out about this defense, like we talked with Tanner McAllister and some of the other guys that we've gotten to talk to during the spring, is how much more they're going to affect the quarterback, both from a physical standpoint and from a mental standpoint. I mean, you really, you, you, you sense that these guys are really excited about what they're practicing about what they're learning and where it's going to go. And, uh, you know, it's if you stood back there like the other day during Student Appreciation Day, and, you know, they weren't always – they didn't always make the play, but just the stuff that was going on, and that's just a maybe the tip of the iceberg of what's going to be coming in the fall that a quarterback has to deal with instantaneously before and after during a play is just – it's crazy to me where this can go. With that said, I wanted to – the thing I like about this defensive secondary, though, like you touched on, when guys are leaving – who we thought were pretty talented, some of whom even started, uh, that, is a, that is a tip. But I really think, as I look at it, and this is not perfectly, Denzel Burke and Josh Proctor are elite, in my opinion. I know we haven't got to see Josh Proctor play yet, but they are among the elite players in this country if both of them stay healthy. I think a couple of these other guys could be, Ronnie Hickman could be that guy also, uh, and maybe Cam Brown. We haven't seen Cam Brown just have that full year, you know, and uh, I did, like you talk about, this is just another you know, year where a lot of guys learned a lot of lessons last year. Kalen Johnson talking about breaking his shoulder just when he got to play, fractured shoulder, he's out. He's fired up about getting out there and making some plays. And it just, you can just, you can sense the excitement. To me, this feels, again, we get hyperbolic and people get annoyed with it, but I, whatever, that's what we're paid to do, right? To talk about this team. To me, this feels a lot like 2014 in a way, like that that 2013 recruiting 19, class. 16 or 14. You know, yeah, I agree. We, we talk a lot about the super sophomores around Ohio State and the 1968 champions, and then the 2014 team was buoyed by sophomores: Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa, JT Barrett. I mean, it was a team that it was like, hey, now these guys got a chance, and they took it and ran. And I do think that that 2021 class that was that was Ryan Day's like pinnacle right now of his recruiting efforts. He had seven five-star kids in that class. They're all getting their moment to shine. And I just feel like there's there's a special feeling brewing around here. And now, again, you got to prove it. You got to stay healthy. You got to have a lot of things bounce your way. But the attitude and, and, the and the perspective is a lot different than it was a year ago. And, you know, if the first thing that happens today, we sit down and 
the first guy says, hey, you need a haircut. I can't believe Cam told you to get your haircut. It's unbelievable. You didn't even want to say his name because you were so hurt. I was annoyed. I'm like, yeah, look at your hair, Cam. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I know I need a haircut, Cameron Martinez. Thank you for pointing it out. Just I'll have one by Monday. I don't think you'll wait that long. If Cameron Martinez told you to get a Son haircut, a you're not even going to leave Columbus before your hair's cut. Unbelievable. Thanks for nothing, Cam. Was it amazing how little we talked about Bryson Shaw in those three weeks before he ended up leaving? No. I mean, I know. I mean, uh, you know what I meant. I meant that rhetorically. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just there is a sense of a total different situation going on. And that that was a tip of the iceberg is that uh, uh, Jim Knowles wants playmakers on the field. I mean, he wants guys that are getting to the ball in a bad attitude and making plays. I know it's a cliche, but it's interesting how it's bubbling here. It is bubbling. It's percolating. It's percolating. It's percolating, yeah. Good and there's part. another week of it still to go, a spring practice. Not over yet, but winding down spring game a week from tomorrow in the horseshoe. You won't want to miss it. Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham, and myself, Austin Ward. We will be there. And uh, we'll have a couple more practice reports coming your way. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. And we have full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes all year at LettermanRoad.com.